Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tucker Podcast, and we're joined by special guest Joel Thompson. He's currently um, injured at the moment, unfortunately, and he's on his way to St. Helens later on this year. Uh, thank you for joining us today, mate. No, thanks for having me. No, thank you. Um, so, first of all, uh, we actually met very briefly at the Koori Knockout last year. Um, what, yep. what does the Koori Knockout mean to you as an Indigenous person? Uh, Koori Knockout, yeah, it's just a... It's our, um, you know, it's a place where we can gather on a positive. You know, we normally gather at funerals in different circumstances, but it's something that's really positive and it brings the community together. And, um, you know, I was playing a game that um, we all love, you know, rugby league, we were brought up with. And, um, you know, we spend so much time um, around it. So, and, you know, you get to play, you, you know, your team against seeing the best team is and, and best mob is. Um, so it's always entertaining. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and an unfortunate incident happened to you during that weekend last year, but it caused you and made you realise you wanted to get sober. How How is that going for you, being sober? And for more or less um, the better half of 12 months now, in a few weeks it'll be 12 months. Yeah, so I've been sober for over 11 months now. So yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, so thank you. So, um, yeah, I was just at the Koori Knockout and caught up with some friends and um, yeah, I had a few too many drinks and yeah, just lost my footing and, and bumped my head. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a wake up call and I wanted to have 12 months off alcohol and just yeah, reset, and, um, yeah, which is good. It's been good for me. I've, I've enjoyed that 12 months, but um, yeah, I'm going to slowly start having you know, beers, but I'll never go back to you know, how I was. You know, I'd always drink and never know when to stop. I can sort of, yeah. I'll know my limits and know when to pull up now. So I was, you know, um, that's the way I look at it now. No, that's good. Um, and talking about, obviously, your grassroots, because um, we just spoke about the Koori Knockout, uh, you, you come from Ivanhoe, which is a very, very country town. Uh, what was it like? Yeah. And and then, obviously, to more or less go from a small town to a big city such as Canberra and play for the Raiders. Yeah, so, yeah, I spent time at Ivanhoe at a place called... Uh, lived in a place called Gundigai, where I played footy at the Gundigai Tigers. So yep, I yep. Moved around dog a on a tucker bit, pox. But- yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, but I went to boarding school at Forbes at Redbend, and then from there, uh, the Melbourne Storm picked me up. Okay. And I went down there for one year, uh, joined their full time squad, and had a preseason with them. Uh, I wanted to quit so many times. I just wasn't used to that type of you know intensity. Um, you know, coming from the bush, never done fitness, never lifted weights, and yeah, I went into a ruthless Melbourne Storm preseason. Um, yeah, really, really taught me how to you know how to train hard and. and um, I stole whinging um, and get on with it. And then from there, moved to Canberra, close to the family, and, yeah, played um, NRL the following year. So, um, yeah, I've been lucky. It's been a good, you know, last 13 years has been unreal. You know, that's fair. And we've got Angus, who's just joined us uh, from the podcast. He's a manly tragic. Um, so I'll, I'll pass it on to him to do a few questions. You got your first, uh, first grade start with the Raiders back in 2008, I believe. Yes. Um, what was it like um, finally getting out there on the big NRL stage and playing your first first grade game after working so long? Um, yeah, no, obviously it was pretty surreal. Um, you know, you, you dream as a kid, and, you know, coming through. And you, I started, you know, playing footy and making rep sides when I went to boarding school. And then, um, you know, I dreamed of playing NRL. And, you know, you'd watch it on TV and watch your favourite players. And uh, when I finally made my debut... Um, yeah, you know, in 2008 was you know a pretty special moment. Um, you know, I felt like all the sacrifices of being away from family and 
all those footy trips, the car trips, you know, um, as a young fella to different places and playing footy and getting even getting bashed up like I do now in NRL, even back then, you know, you'd always have different little injuries and, um, I, you know, I thought it was, like, it was worth it, you know. Um, so, you know, a pretty special moment and, um, you know, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Always a dream come true, I've heard, for uh, young players to, you know, get their big break and their debut on the big stage that is the NRL and especially for a club like the Raiders with a short but proud history, that would have been absolutely fantastic for you. That's for sure. And um, yeah. just out of curiosity, you, um, you've obviously scored quite a few tries in your career. How long did it take you at the Raiders to get your first meat pie and how did it feel when you finally got over the line? Yeah, I think my first try was the Bulldogs. Um, and I was, I was actually playing, um, I was playing centre that day, I'm pretty sure. And I come, I come on and I sort of, it was a wet night uh, against the Bulldogs and um, I slipped through um, some good defence of Josh Morris, I'm pretty sure it was. And um, um, so if he's listening, he'll probably feel better. <laughs> yeah, so I went through him and ended up scoring a pretty pretty cool try. Um, like, don't want to talk it up too much, but I made a pretty good uh, step on whoever the fullback was and, yeah, scored a try. Um, yeah, it was a good moment, but yeah, I've been pretty lucky in the tries. Like, I think I've averaged, you know, one every four games, I think it ends up working out. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, so, that's solid yeah, for a, like, mostly forward player. Yeah, for a forward, and, um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, again, I was just, you know, again, with everything with footy, you just get excited and, you know, you love that moment. No, that's yeah, fair. fabulous. I'll toss it back to you, CJ, for a bit. Yeah, cheers. Um, I was just going to say, so you grew up following Manly, as Angus unfortunately did, but we won't hold that against him. Um, you actually received number 11, which is the infamous Beaver Menzies jersey. You, um, from what I've been told with your post recently on, on Instagram, you know, when you're saying, you know, my time's up at Manly, um, and there was a photo of you receiving yeah. your first Manly jersey. What was that like? Yeah, again, pretty cool. So I was, as a young fella, uh, I was living with my nan and pop at the time. And my pop was a mad rooster supporter and my nan was a Manly supporter. And I'm pretty sure Manly were, were doing well that year. And I thought it was, I just wanted to obviously jump on the back of the team as a young guy, you know, the team that wins. So um, so I jumped on the back of Manly at the time. And, um, you know, I loved players like Cliffy Lyons, but Steve Menzies was, um, yeah, number 11. And I got a jersey with number 11 on it. And um, yeah, so when I came to the club, he presented me with the number 11 jersey. Um, yeah, and I got to spend my career here in that jersey, which is pretty cool for a young kid that, you know, was wearing that jersey all the way back then and uh, got your jersey presented to the guy you looked up to and then, you know, playing that jersey. So, obviously, pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I've loved my time. No, that's fair. Um, you had a, you've had, obviously, a star-studded career in the NRL, but you've also had a few injuries. Um, obviously your ankle currently, um, but also one notably that I found out was, um, you you more or less got knocked out in, in a game for the Raiders. And then the next day you lost like a liter and a half of blood and all that sort of stuff. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so where'd you find that info on the net, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was on the NRL because I, I I'm happy to edit this out if, oh, you, yeah. if, if you don't want to talk about it. But, um, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I tried no, to find no. out. Oh, 
He might be going through a tunnel. I'd say he's going through a tunnel. Yeah. That's tunnel. a great that is, that is Okay, sorry. Um, you literally cut out for a whole that whole story because I think you were going through a tunnel. I'm so sorry, but could you could you say that again? Okay, no, no, I'm sorry, we're going through a tunnel. Yeah. So what happened where I lost that much blood was, um, so I broke my nose and okay. then I had a cut across my eye, um, and I just kept on bleeding for the night, and then um, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, and then. Uh, I bled so much and lost so much blood that the next day, um, my wife was actually driving me down. She was there, so I was having a shower and I uh, lost, um, I passed out uh, from losing so much blood and I had to get taken to hospital Shit. Um, from bleeding so much. So yeah, um, yeah. over my 13 years, I've had that many injuries because I'm the type of player that plays at a, you know, I go hard and... Like I, it's your last um, game sort of thing. I don't really care too much. Yeah, sort of like it's my last game. I don't really care too much about my body. And I sort of, I've bashed it up over the years. I've had different injuries, but that was just another unique injury that sort of ended up putting me in hospital. Yeah, well, it's, as I said, a very unfortunate circumstance. And sorry that you had to like go through that. Not just you, but also your family. Um, yeah. Switching to a few lighter um, topics for a bit. Um, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, steak medium. Medium. Um, yeah, I've, I've turned a bit fussy. I used to didn't really care too much about food and would eat anything, but now I've gotten a bit fussy with coffee, with my steak, how it's cooked, and and just how meals are prepped. Now my wife gets sick of me because I'm complaining <laughs> to her all the time about it. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Superpower. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know actually. Um, Superpower, I guess um, healing. Yep, healing would be oh. good because I'd be able to heal quick. Yep, I'd have to go through this process that I'm going for at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> now nah, for sure, I'll, I'll pass it off to Ango to ask a few more. Uh, I, I, I was just actually going to say I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, wouldn't it be great for someone like you, especially, to like have the power of instantly healing because of the amount of injuries you've suffered? over your yeah. career were there were there any that kind of stand out as kind of a more like kind of oh. shocking one or a more injuries kind of um yeah one? well um my broken arm was a was annoying because i had to get a big plate put in there and because i wanted the chance to play if right if um if manly were going to go through the grand final i wanted to play in the grand final and then gave me the okay for that so they made sure they put in a pretty big plate um in there so it's a fair it's a massive one so that was a that, that was a bit painful at the start. It was pretty slow. Holland for a, for a while, um, but all a groin operation. I had a groin reconstruction um, from osteopubis. Oh, so that was that was pretty sore. So um, yeah, and just the way he moved, every movement was pretty sore. So that was Oof. that was sore. Yeah. That would have sucked. Well, one yeah. that springs to mind for me is probably one of your most recent injuries the tongue that was oh, um, tongue, yeah. a bit of a horror story what happened there was it just like do you like yeah, so, stick it out when oh, you're like concentrating on a run or was yeah, it just yeah. the impact so I, i've done it actually it wasn't the first time i've cut my tongue <laughs> i've done it back um in schoolboys when we played new south Wales uh, australian championships um we played against queensland or one of them and i i cut my tongue 
uh, when I was a young fellow from biting down hard on it, but oh. um, wasn't as bad as that. It was only like a little cut across, but this time the cut went through the other, uh, mm. up the oh. middle, so which made things a little bit hard um, because obviously I had to go in and get get it stitched uh, back together over the top and also oh. underneath. So um, and even as as I speak to you now, it's annoying, you know, because. I feel like one side of it's pulling down a little bit. Ooh. So it's really, I'm starting to know, now that I've noticed it, I'm starting to pay more attention to it and it's just getting <laughs> oh. on my nerves. So I wish I didn't <laughs> Sorry think about for it too it much. Because, no, I wish I didn't think about it because I would have just went on through life and not really worried about it. But now I just keep on thinking about it that it's pulling down one side. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, you did well to get back on the field the next week. That was an incredible effort. And you know what? One thing I was thinking when you first like did it was I was like, oh man, that's impressive. A lot of people would pay like thousands of dollars to get their tongue modified like that. And you did it in an instant for free. <laughs> yeah, I got it pretty, pretty easy just in a run the ball up and two guys hit me at the same time. So one hit me hard enough where I got my tongue out sideways and one guy hit me underneath, threw me oh. um, underneath my chin and made me teeth quite sore too. The top ones were a little bit, um, yeah, were sore for, for a while. Uh, one was a little bit loose, but um, yeah, it was all good. It's all recovered up now. So just got a, half my tongue pulled down a little bit. Not too much, but it's enough to know. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a brutal game, rugby league, sometimes, that's for sure. Um, going back into kind of like the midst of your career, you spent like a, a long time with the Raiders. And then in 2014, it was kind of time for a club switch and you became part of a, a really interestingly long list of players who have transferred from the Raiders to the Dragons. We're talking people like Michael Wayman, Josh Dugan, Daniel Vito, and of course, yeah. Joel Thompson. So what was it like yeah. finding your feet in a new club back then? Um, yeah, no, it was good. I was looking for a change. I just felt like I needed to get out of Canberra and um, you know, live near the ocean was, was a big appeal to me as well. And yeah, Dragons were good. I, you know, I enjoyed the years there. Um, you know, it was a good club and, you know, I, um, you know, it wasn't as much success as I'd like to, but you now that's the way footy goes. I feel like my career has been a bit of a, bit of a roller coaster in some ways and sometimes, you know, not achieving that I wanted, you know, play more finals football, you know, win more finals games and do more stuff, but that's just the way it works out sometimes. And, um, you know, because when I was at the Dragons, I felt like we should have done more um, in some of those seasons. But, you know, it's just the way it played out. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll ask one more and then throw it back to CJ. Um, yeah. Speaking of transferring clubs, in 2018, you finally got the opportunity to come back and play for your childhood, the club you supported as a child, Manly. What was it like yeah. going from club to club and then finally landing, as it turns out, your last club in the NRL? being the one you supported as a kid yeah no it was it was awesome uh, when the opportunity you know come up my manager got in contact with me and said you know would you be interested in getting a manly and i'd be like i was like yeah i couldn't you know i was so excited to make that happen and i just couldn't wait um so you know when it come up yeah come here and you know i've enjoyed the last three years you know again it's been a bit of a roller coaster but that's woody and um but i've enjoyed the good times as well yeah, that's for sure. That's awesome. Well, um, I'll give it back to the host man oh. over there with his beautiful studio set up. Ah, <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> nah, cheers. Um, so obviously, as Angus just mentioned, it, it it turned out to be the last club in the NRL for you. Um, what are you looking forward to the most when you go over and, and uh, play for St. Helens? 
Um, yeah, just looking forward to getting over to the UK, a different country, competing against a whole different, you know, all these different teams and at different stadiums. Um, just everything about us is going to be a new, fresh, fresh start for me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to you know, the challenges that come with that. Like to prove yourself to your new set of teammates uh, in a new country against all new fans. So, um, yeah, that's what you're all about. So I'm looking forward to that challenge as well. And, and um, you know, getting over there and having a red-hot crack. Nah, that, that'll be awesome. Um, speaking of your time in the NRL, what is your personal highlight um, during your time playing in the NRL? My personal highlight would be captaining the Indigenous side, the Indigenous All-Stars. That was pretty cool. Uh, we lost, but, um, you yeah, know, just to be captain of, of a side like that, you know, when you look at the captains before me, you know, we're talking some of the best players that ever played the game, Jonathan Thurston, um, you know, guys like that, people that you look, Greg Inglis and those guys you sort of look up to and, um, you know, being a captain with those players and, um, you know, to go out and lead, you know, those boys was something pretty special to me. Um, that's something that means a lot to me, so that was pretty cool. No, that's fair. Um, during your time in the NRL, which team do you think was the toughest to go up against mentally and physically? I know the storm about a doubt. Every NRL mm. player will probably say that. Um, Melbourne Storm were they're a different beast. Um, so you you off your game five percent, they're going to make you pay. Um, so you got to play. You got everyone in the in the team has to bring a nine out of ten game to, to beat them. You know, I've been lucky enough to beat beat them over the years, but I just know that on those days, um, everyone is, is bringing their best game, and they have you know. So they've always been the, the top team. Yeah, they. Yeah, introduce the way teams defend and, and wrestle and everything else. So, um, yeah, they've always been a tough challenge. No, that's fair. Um, which, uh, what was I going to say? Um, during your time at the Raiders, the Dragons and Manly, did you notice any players that had, you know, very weird or different superstitious rituals pre-game? Um, no, I, I didn't really pay too much attention, to be honest. Um, yeah, everyone's... No, I can't think of the top of my head, sorry. No, no that's fine. That's fine. Um, what would be your uh, favourite memory of your time with the Koori Knockout over the years? Oh, the Koori Knockout. Um, I guess winning it with Walgett uh, in mm. Newcastle. Yeah. I remember that I, I remember that knockout because I carried a foot injury, a toe injury. Oh. And it was, um, it was just, it was a pain to sort of get through that knockout, especially the knockout footy, like, you haven't got the medical staff like you have at NRL clubs, so you'd be able to get a needle, a painkiller. So I sort of had to play without that, and it was sort of uh, a long tournament, but it was worth it because we ended up winning that obviously against Newcastle in the final. So that was George um, Rose playing yeah, for the team then as well. Yes, so um, that was a pretty cool win, especially beating Newcastle at yeah Newcastle. So that was awesome. Nah, that... oh, George Rose, Joel Thompson, two manly legends in the same team. Oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, um, I know as a as a manly supporter and now a uh, rugby league podcast person, I know it's um, very important when you're working in rugby league to be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> but um, out of the three clubs you did play with in the NRL over the last 13 seasons, which one was your favourite and why was it manly? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, obviously growing up support family, that, that played a big part in it. But again, all clubs are really good because they all brought different t stages of my life. So 
you know, Canberra was young and immature, a little bit wild, a little bit. But they sort of they were good people at the club, and they sort of did care about me. Um, Dragons were different because, again, that's where I had my daughters, and um, they were still the the fans and the people in the club were really good and supported me. And then I come to Manly and the same thing. So I've always had positive um, time at all clubs, but yeah, Manly's always been my favourite part of my career because I grew up supporting Manly and the side I'll support when I finish playing in the NRL. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome to hear. I wasn't actually expecting that because everyone hates oh, Manly, but that's uh, that's yeah. that's fantastic. Stop the press. Put that as, as the headline, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> Will do. Um, we did speak just before we started the recording about your ankle. Um, how Actually, how is that yeah. going? Uh, obviously, because we're recording, yeah. I may as well ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my ankle, um, I ended up getting a full Rico. So got my deltoid and I can't remember what the other ligaments called on the other side, uh, reattached and got bone fragments taken out. Um, so it was a fairly big operation. Um, I was carrying the injury for 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 a bit of the season. Uh, well, not a, a fair bit of it, but like maybe um, you know four or so weeks. Um, so I done it against the Cowboys and I was. Just carrying niggles. I had one of those years. It was just full of little niggles and just uh, a rubbish year. It was a COVID year for me. It sort of sums it up, really. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, the needles stopped working um, and the pain was just robbing and um, I was doing warm-up and it was just aching and sore. So when you know the painkiller's not working, um, you probably know you have to go and get a follow-up and check out and see the specialist. And Went and done that, and he said, no, you need surgery. Like, I wanted a farewell game, obviously, but um, had to go and get the surgery and got the full Rico. Now I'm just uh, caught up with him today and starting the process of, you know, rehabbing that and getting the right to, you know, start full-time training overseas. No, that's good. That's good. Um, and speaking, obviously, as your, at your time with Manly, this year, what are your thoughts on how Manly have gone since the COVID restart? Um, as everyone knows, we just we've we haven't been good enough. Um, we've let ourselves down uh, with the quality we have in the team. Um, but again, it's a it's a year of learning. I feel for a lot of the young guys coming through, especially. Um, you know, it's it's a year that sort of just got away on us. Um, yeah, games we should have won. You know, against the Parramatta one where they had the wrong ruling, we would have had them points. Against yep. Newcastle, we, we had different things that didn't go our way, but uh, we sort of just, we sort of, we need to move on from them and, and sort of get the job done. We sort of let them in decisions and different things affect us, especially with injuries as well, the key players. Um, so Such as yourself. You, know, you put a fully fit, manly side. Yeah, like a fully fit, manly side and us firing. I've got no doubt we would have been any side in the comp, and I, oh, 100%. I strongly believe that. And I, I, and but it just didn't work out that way. And that's just the way footy goes. Sometimes it can be a beast. Um, you know, it could be a best friend, or it could be an absolute. It could be ruthless, and unfortunately, it was ruthless for us this year. No, that's yeah, fair. It's an unlucky game sometimes. That's for sure. And um, you know, along with you know the the key players missing for Manly this year, like Tom Trebojevic, Dylan Walker, yourself. Uh, even the props, Adam Fennell, Blake and Marty got injured at some points. But there is some silver linings. What are you, what are you thinking of the uh, the young guys that have stepped up into first grade towards the end of this season, like uh, Albert yeah. Lopawade, Morgan Harper, yeah, yeah. players like that. Cade Cust has been brilliant as well. It's a real yeah, light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah, no, no, there is. There's some really good juniors coming through. I just hope for Manly um, they can keep them juniors because there is some good talent coming through and I was excited for them to come through and, and show what they could do. Um, even young Harper that come across from the Bulldogs and, and you know, the last few weeks, he's, uh, the last couple of weeks he's played outstanding. So, um, like I said, there's some really good, there's some great talent through the ranks there coming through and it's exciting for the club and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they play out in the next year or two. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And um, let's get all sentimental for a second. Once again, you are going to the Super League next year, moving to England, yep. up into the yep. cold, cold depths of that country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but in your time in the NRL, I've looked this up. Uh, you've played 231 games and you've scored yep. 64 tries. Now, out yeah. of those 64, would there be one from each club you've played at that stands out among the rest? Um, yeah, so my favourite... Um, try at each club other than 64 tries would be um, the one that the Raiders was won against uh, Jared Hayne um, in 2000 and oh, my memory is bad, 10 or 11 where um, I made a break, um, beat a few players and then um, it was him at fullback and I sort of turned him inside out and ended up scoring. That was a, oh. that was a good try. Um, Epic. And then my favourite try at the Dragons was in the Anzac game. I think it was a sort of it was a tight game, and I ended up uh, busting through and scoring um, in that because it was a packed place and it was a special special game, obviously. And we ended up winning that game, and um, yeah, that was a pretty cool try. And then one at Manly, um, I can't really think to be honest. I haven't. Um, oh, actually, over in. Um, Christchurch, we played against the Warriors um, and one of the boys, I think Chess kicked it through and I, I scored it just before the ball went to the dead ball and I sort of rolled over. I don't really have that skill set, but somehow in that moment I had it and <laughs> yeah. I sort of... You pulled it out. Rolled over and scored the try and everyone thought I did, but I ended up putting it down just before the dead ball line. So that was a cool try too. So probably them free yeah. tries at the, free, at the clubs. What I'll do is I'll edit those into the bottom corner while, while you're talking about them in the editing stage. That way it's like, you know, everyone yeah, can see yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you, yeah, if you can find them, that'd be pretty cool because, uh, yeah, so the one was um, or that Parramatta against one with Jared Hayne. Yep. The one where I stepped inside and turned him inside out. Anchored him, yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, the Anzac game, I can't remember the year. And then, yeah, that one against the Warriors was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll definitely find them for sure. Yeah, I also love the one cool. you scored last year against the Storm in Melbourne. That was a fantastic team try. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty cool too, yeah, against them. Yeah, so it's been some good tries. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. No, that's awesome. Um, Angus, I'll, I'll leave it to you to uh, close up the interview slash chat if you want to ask some more questions for him. Yeah, no worries. Well, I, I guess there's not much else to say except for... Um, our classic question that we give to all our interviewees. Um, you've played at the top form of rugby league in the country. Um, is there any advice you'd like to give to any kids coming through that might want to become uh, the next Joel Thompson? And if yeah. so, is there any advice you would give back if you got a chance to meet your 10-year-old self or something like that? Um, yeah, I would. Um, surround yourself with good people. Identify the people there to support you, not the ones that are dragging you down. So really pay attention to the ones that are, that are really helping you and there to help you achieve your goals. If it's through footy or school, whatever it is in life, um, 
yeah, grab hold of those people, keep these people close to you um, and use them. And um, you don't take, don't, you know, waste opportunities. Um, I feel like I waste a lot of my years um, for different reasons, but I didn't get the full potential out of myself um, that I probably should have. Um, and I sort of regret a bit of that in some ways, but um, if there's young footballers that are listening, don't waste any opportunities. You know, train your best, put your best foot forward, do everything you can as a professional um, and give you your best opportunity to do what you can out of your career. Um, yeah, just don't waste it. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've got, that's fantastic. I've got one last topic because I just thought of it. Um, I'll edit it into the yeah. middle of the episode. The Mindset Project is one of your, yeah. your brainchilds. Uh, what was the inspiration yeah. behind that and how is it going these days? Yeah, yeah. So it started when I was back at Raiders. Um, I was a little bit, um, I was struggling a bit and I went and spoke to a professional, got encouraged to go and speak to a professional. And over my journey um, in the years, a big part of um, the ladies' advice and people was to sort of be involved in the community and give back in some way. Um, so I had so much spare time and I wasn't using it um, the correct way, you could say. Um, so I started doing stuff with different community groups and over the years it's sort of grown and I've really found like it's a bit of my purpose. I feel like I've got a great story. Why not go out there and help others, give others hope and you know, encourage people to, to get professional help or you know, change their life. So I've continued to do that in the last three years. The, the Mindset Project, I sort of, you know, I've grabbed all the good people over those years and grabbed their resources and put it into booklets and into a workshop and I just go out and deliver that now if it's in... Um, corporates or if it's at schools, um, community groups. Um, so I'm just going to continue that and see how that plays out. Um, obviously, I'm going to the UK, but I'm going to hopefully speak, keep continuing to do speaking opportunities and, and just seeing where it goes and self-educate yourself a bit more, which will be good. No, that's awesome. Um, if there's if there's a link, you know, mindsetproject.org or something, I'll drop it in the um, into the description for the fans and listeners to, 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 to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Thank you. No, that's all good. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, that's yeah, more or less everything I, I can think of. Angus, is there anything like any last things you can think of or want to say? Um, no, I just wanted to say um, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, Joel. You're an absolute legend. Thanks for all the serv- years of service you've given to the NRL, uh, the Raiders, the Dragons, and especially the Sea Eagles. Um, yeah. Good luck in England, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome, bro. Nah, thank you so much. And take it easy. And yeah, best of luck with your recovery and time in England. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me and all the best. No worries, mate. Thank you.